0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Fly. Today, I am joined by Zach
1: Anthony and our special guest of the evening, who I got connected to at the University of Akron through one of our previous podcast guests, Sean Christie. Now, our guest of the evening is Kalen Alexander, and he is a former graduate of the University of Akron. Backgrounds in marketing, but this man is a hustler. He's got multiple businesses going on top of his full-time gig in marketing and he's even in has another business in the works here too which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit in the episode today but before we dive into Kalen Zach and Anthony how are you guys doing today
2: pretty good yep doing really well had a good week uh just like I said last time looking to finish it off strong staying busy absolutely
1: and
3: of our guests of the evening Kalen how are you doing today and I'm doing great feeling great i've had a great week as well um both professionally and in my personal life and um, this is definitely one of the highlights just being on here with, with some fellow hustlers looking forward to this conversation for sure
0: awesome man and as are we so if you want to drop your quick elevator pitch for the audience yeah for sure so kaylin alexander um, a lot
3: of things, but professionally, I would say I'm a marketer, I'm a storyteller, I'm a creative, a visionary. I own, I co own with my partner Larry a, a clothing brand called 24 Carat Posse. Um, probably heard of us if you're in Northeast Ohio, mainly Akron. We've been making clothes for coming up on 10 years. We started making clothes in high school, but we've been a company for um, coming up on four years. So I do that. Um, I do marketing consulting in the legal space through a company called G&GF in Cincinnati. Um, And then I also do marketing for some side projects on my own in um, many different industries, hospitality in the wine industry um, and animal health. Uh, various different industries. But yeah, that's me. And again, I I get into a lot of different projects and different activities, which we'll probably uncover throughout this conversation, but it all comes back to um, being creative, telling stories, and then also just showing people that you can be cool and conscious. I think everything that I'm involved in always comes back to one of those three things.
1: Mm, Absolutely, and hit the nail on the head. And I think too, the big thing around what you do within your various avenues of income and work is it ties back into branding and it ties back into what your personal brand is, but the ability as a marketer to create a vision and create a brand for each of the companies that you're working for. You mentioned the wine, you mentioned the clothing company, you mentioned the consulting business, Can you dive in a little deeper about what your personal brand means to you, but also what branding means for companies in general?
3: Yeah, so I think branding essentially is the combination of memories and experiences that other people think of when they think about you or your brand. So for me, I have a purpose, which I live by and it's a three part purpose. Um, The first is financial freedom for my family, which ties right in to you guys and what you all do. But the other two, I mentioned one, um, proving that you can be cool and conscious and promoting healthier lifestyles um, amongst my people, my friends, my family. Um, and that can be just physical health. Um, anybody knows me, like I'm, I'm kind of a health nerd, like always oh, in the gym, always oh, like in the health food stores, but also like uh, spiritual health um, and then like just mental health as well, loving what you do, um, not like stressing out over things. But those are my purposes. And I bring that up because when I think of my personal brand, and again, I said it's the combination of memories and experiences that people associate you with when they think about you, Um, that's what I want people to think about me for. So again, the bulk of my projects and things that I'm involved in mostly fall into that category of proving that you can be cool and conscious, but um, they're always like aligned with one of those core purposes. And then for a brand, it's the same thing. Um, it, It starts with, I think, internally getting everybody's understanding of what they want the brand to be. Um, so it's a lot of like research, and this is one of my favorite processes when working with companies, like whether it's a rebrand or starting a new brand, um, doing research, asking a lot of deep questions. It's almost going in there like you're a therapist for branding, um, and then uncovering what internally, what the, uh, internal shareholders want the brand to be, and then making sure that all of our activities align with, um, what our idea of what that brand should be um, making sure they align with that so that other people can think of the brand
2: that way. Kaylin, it sounds like you've established a personal brand for yourself and created a few commercial ones along the way as well, specifically 24 Karat Posse. A lot of people want to have side hustles and things they can do in their free time, things they can do outside their nine to five. And at first glance, it looks like you've you know, actually successfully done this and grown your side hustle to something that's more than that what advice can you give someone who's looking maybe to create a side hustle so that they can do that more efficiently what are some experiences that what you've gone through that you can give those people to maybe help them out make their own
3: yeah and and i want to preface it like done but definitely still doing like i'm i still it's definitely levels i still want to reach man we've seen some success but as far as like what i want to see like we're nowhere near that so i'm hey whoever's listening to this like i'm i'm still you know hustling with you like in the trenches but um i think for one like not running away from that i know i think before and even up until now um there's been this stigma of like people faking it like they're just an entrepreneur. Like you You might see, I don't know, a music artist or I don't know, someone who designs clothes and it's like, don't run from you still having a full time job, like you don't have to fake it. And like years ago, I, I was thinking about it as like, um, like Clark Kent turning into Superman. It's like the server that's serving you at your restaurant might have like some amazing fucking project that they're working on like after they get off of work and I don't know you might not even know it but I'm a big believer in authenticity and staying true to yourself and I think as long as you're yourself and you're not running away from any aspect um, in your life you'll have new inspiration and new ideas that will inspire that side hustle Um, so that and then also this might be bad advice but always give like stick with plan A. I'm not someone who believes in plan B if you're truly passionate about it. Um, I believe in calling audibles, but for someone, it's like, if you're passionate about basketball, yes, you might not make it to the NBA, right? But I mean, you can create a platform on social media that's all about basketball and get rich. Or you can do, especially now, like you can do a thousand things within the realm of basketball and, you know, follow your passions and still be successful. So those are, I'm sure it's a lot more, but those are the two things that come to mind.
0: And I remember hearing a statistic
1: talking about like, oh, it's like 20% of businesses fail within the first year and then like 70% fail after or by 10 years. And the fact that you've taken 24 karat posse 10 years says a lot. And I'm curious, too, of your journey within the past 10 years, saying that you started in high school, were there times early on where you and Larry were like, this, this isn't going to work, I just want to give up? And if so, how would you guys fight through that?
3: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, there, there's been a few times. Uh, there's been two many times first was actually before we were even a business. So remember, I said we started creating clothes 10 years ago in high school, but up until like three and a half, four years ago, I mean, we didn't even have a bank account like we were just like hustling, just like not budgeting, no type of organization or formalities or SOPs, whatever, like just just doing it because we love it. And at one point, as you could probably imagine, with that and with the lack of structure and organization like and we're still kind of kids like we're just spending the money that we're getting and it's like oh dang like we don't got enough like one bad drop and we don't have enough to continue this company so at one point about like five years ago like we looked at our company uh, or we looked at our bank account or it wasn't even a bank account yet but like what we have to contribute to the company it was like dang like this is nothing. Like, what did we do? Because we've been selling stuff, but I don't know if this is working. So that was one. And then um, right before, so during COVID, um, like in like the main part of COVID, like lockdown and everything, um, we got a grant from the uh, city of Akron, and then we used that grant to drop. At the time, like we've eclipsed it now, but at the time we flipped, it was like, it was just like a thousand dollars, but it was our biggest drop ever. Like we sold, um, two different t-shirts. I think we got like 40 a piece or something. And they all sold out in like five hours. But right before that, like with COVID and everything, like, it was like, man, like, I don't know. It just took our passion out because also Larry's in Akron. I'm in Akron now, but I was in Columbus at the time. So, and that was kind of new. So we weren't together. Um, It was COVID. Like it was just a lot of different things going on. So it's, it's been a few times I'll say it was kept us going. A really like an obligation to other people. Like it's people with our brand name tattooed on them. Like we've really, like, we don't have a huge following, but we've, we have a pretty loyal following of people who just believe in what we not preach. We don't preach to people, but believe in like what our brand embodies. So that's one thing. And then um, an obligation to each other, cause like we're friends before anything, man. And I know like we've always had this dream of just being a part of something big, um, exposing our families and our friends to things that they never seen. And we always seen this brand as a vehicle to do that, so never lost sight of that. And then just last, um, we don't ever wanna be people who, especially me, like I remember this advice, getting this from my dad when I was a a teenager, but never wanna have any regrets. So if a time comes and I feel like we've exhausted everything and 24 karat posse is not, at a level i wanted to be at but we've tried everything Um, we've exhausted all opportunities then we'll go but i still feel like it's a ton of things on the table it's a ton of opportunities a ton of uh partnerships a ton of talks so it's like until i make sure we've tried everything i don't feel comfortable
0: leaving it yeah and it it says something
1: too that not only with the partnerships that you just mentioned but your work with unknown here in akron and i saw some pictures on facebook from, from this weekend of the what three on three tournament that you get you guys did in downtown with unknown and the pictures in the court look sweet
3: yeah for sure and i like we weren't a part of that so i don't, I don't want people to listen to it and be like oh they did that with unknown but It's a a kudos to Akron, and I mean, you guys know just how tight-knit, like, this community is, like, unknown. um, I've been talking with some people at the city who've been wanting to do, like, some fun things and and new experiences in downtown Akron, and then we were the first brand to do, or no, actually, we were the second. I know uh, Romeo Travis, I can't remember the name of his brand, but I think he was the first to do a pop-up at this unknown. And then we were the second this past December, like at the pop up. I asked like the store manager, Dom, um, he had mentioned they wanted to do some ideas and I'm like, have you heard, have you met this person or like, have you guys ever talked? And he's like, no. Then I introduced them and that's what became like the conversation they had was the initial discussion about what you just seen in downtown Akron. So we weren't a part of it, but um, just uh, again can attribute it to how tight-knit the city of Akron is like we still played a small factor just in like making the initial initial discussions happen.
0: Yeah and you were you were the connection that made it happen
1: but even then too I think the collaboration like that between different organizations and different brands is going to drive more involvement and build that community feel that in in my opinion, since I've been in Akron, I feel like we've kind of lacked. And that may even be a discussion for a whole nother day. But taking a city which it's kind of considered a big city, but it also kind of falls into a, a smaller metropolitan area. But how do you create community within that unique kind of demographic but also unique population size that it's not like Cleveland where you have the Guardians, the Cavs, the Browns? and the second best theater district in the country what what makes akron unique and how can both brands and businesses work with the city to make that come together that's the million dollar question and i feel like you have somewhat of an answer to that
3: yeah uh not all of the answers but i got some ideas for sure um i think first man we have a rich history as far as innovation goes like um not just like everybody knows like good year all of the tire stuff but like there's a ton i got a like a little book over here from um i don't know if you guys ever heard of roger riddle he does a lot in akron but it's on like akron history it's a lot of fun facts so it's little things like iodine salt like putting iodine and salt something that's cured like i don't know like millions of thyroid problems (laughs) across the globe like that started here in akron like it's it's a lot of, like, small stuff like that. Like, the greatest athlete, I mean, arguably, on the planet is from Akron. Like, it, the Black Keys, like, you got a lot of stuff here. It's a rich history. So I think owning in on that innovation, I've always said, like, to be from Akron or to do something great out of Akron, like, you really got to be great. Like, you really only hear, you either, like, not hear of nothing at all from Akron, or if you hear from, of something from here, it's like, it's at the top of the top, like fucking like, like Gojo Perel, like number one. saying Like nothing average really comes out of here successful. Um, so that drive, that innovation, and then also just valuing different perspectives, um, people from different backgrounds. Like, yeah, we're we're smaller, but like it, it's a pretty diverse city. Like you, you can meet people from a lot of different places, especially at Akron. You, I know it's trouble, like keeping people here after Akron you at the moment, but um, especially there you get a lot of like different backgrounds, different perspectives. So as far as um, like bringing those groups of people together and honoring those differences, you still have to find a common ground. And I think that's where your experiences and your events come in. So like this past weekend was basketball where you might get you know two people who otherwise would never be in the same vicinity never have a conversation with each other but they both like basketball um it could be clothing so i don't know like one of the things we value at our events is like you know you might see a 50 year old person like shopping for one of our t-shirts they like our brand you might see an 18 year old and then they could spark a conversation together where if there's anywhere else or any other like type of event or experience they probably would never talk to each other so I know that was kind of long-winded but again the innovation the drive and then people with different backgrounds different experiences coming together on a common ground and connecting with each other.
2: If you could write your own obituary what would be your legacy?
3: Man that's a crazy question I never got that before but that makes you think that's, that's a hard hitter. Oh,
0: my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a hard hitter. Man. I think... <clears throat> and Zach, it's funny that you asked that, too, because I was thinking about that to myself like
1: three days ago, and mm-hmm. I sat in my desk for probably 30 minutes, and I couldn't put anything down on paper yet, and I was just... It's- It is hard because... in my head for a
0: while.
2: Yeah, you got to try to think from, you know, the outside perspective. Put yourself in someone else's shoes, which you don't often do. Think about how other people interact with you and think of you. It's a unique one for sure.
3: That's a great question, man. I think, so the first... I don't have an exact thing, but words that came to mind was was to help and to inspire. So um, I've always like seeing myself as kind of like a a background guy who if you know I might not be like look at clothing for example like I might not be like the flyest person like known to a lot of people but if I can inspire the flyest person like that I don't know that seems a little cooler to me (laughs) and also just helping other people man accomplish their dreams like I have a a, a dear friend and mentor, Roger Reed, who I really look up to, just for his unselfishness, his like his, his selflessness, um, and you know, I would want people to to think of me in that same vein as well. But
0: yeah, I got I got to
3: think more on that now, man. I'll, I'll do like Sean now, and like after this, I'll spend some time. I might have to rewrite my purpose thinking about that. That's a good question
1: and I guess there's two sides of that question, too. There's the first part is that write your obituary as it would be right now, and then you reread over that, you review it, and then you think to yourself, is this how I want to be remembered? I, I heard somebody, I think it was in another podcast, ask that question, but they posed it in the way of, like, saying, sit down, write your obituary right now as you have currently lived your life and as what you've experienced, and then reread that the next day and think to yourself, is this actually how I want to be remembered? And if it's not, write it from the perspective of how you want to be remembered, then live your life that way. And I think it's a really profound way to think about it. But I think it I think it hits a little bit deeper than just saying, oh, write your obituary. And you could say, oh, I want to be this, I want to be this, I want to be so great at everything, whatever. But it makes you think a lot deeper.
3: Yeah, Now that that's powerful, man. I'm curious, Zach, because you, you asked it. Like, have you ever thought about that, or like, answered that to yourself?
2: Uh, somewhat recently, I have. It's still difficult, mm-hmm. you know, come up with a concise answer for sure. Um, when I really get down to it, the answer I have so far, although I do want to add to it, um, is to, I mean, generally, you know, be a good person. I want to provide for my friends, my family and my wife. That kind of ties into what I've talked about in the past. I can go on a bit of a tangent here is your legacy will tie into your life goals versus your life purpose. And we've discussed your life goals and purpose on here before and a little bit how while those seem like they go hand in hand, they can also be different. Your life goals are more for what more so what you want in life and your life purpose is what you're put here to do. And those are two very different things when you can initially look at those two things and think they're very similar. So I've always said my life goal is what I want, which is I want to be a good husband, a good father, and a good friend. And my purpose, my life purpose, is what you're put here to do, which I think is to provide. I want to provide stability, friendship, and support to my friends. I want to provide financial stability and provide financial freedom to myself and my wife provide safety and love for her Uh, I want to provide for others as well my peers who are maybe my friends or acquaintances um, and the same thing for my family so that is my answer right now I want to come up with a little bit more of a sophisticated one that includes you know a bit more of just um, what I'm doing I don't know not to say that what I'm doing for other people isn't a lot but I think I think that answer is not quite complete
1: And I think too, it may be something that you do say every five years and you look into it when you're 20 years old versus when you're 50. I guarantee you, your statement is going to be a whole hell of a lot different. And I've noticed, especially in my life, but even talking to more young adults that kind of have that hustle type mentality, it's usually the first thing is, I want to be really rich. I want to make a lot of money so that I can do the things that I was never able to do when I was younger. And I think as you get older, it shifts away from that, and you get family, you get kids involved, and your priorities in life really change.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be my next question. Just like curious on you guys' thoughts, or like if once you write it, you think you got to stick to it, or if it's something dynamic that you will update. So,
2: absolutely dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
0: it's absolutely
3: that's dynamic. One
1: hundred percent. And I do want to to shift gears here, real quick, because you mentioned a name that's been mentioned on this podcast numerous times. And I think Zach and Anthony know both or both know where I'm going, but the legendary Roger Reed and the impact that that man has had not only on you, but the city of Akron, the University of Akron. And I think it's funny, too, because Anthony is also close with Roger Reed and was one of the what what was the word used for like the early education scholars or whatever they branded that as? But Anthony was a part of that program. So I'm curious, Anthony, can you share a little bit of insight of your experiences with Roger and that program too?
4: Yeah, Roger is, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys know, he's, he's amazing. He, uh, I told him, I got connected th- with him through other amazing people, other people who just wanted to help me out helped me find what I wanted to do. And uh, I told him I was interested in business. And he said, if you're interested in business, well, maybe you should apply for the University of Akron. Come to Akron. And uh, not only come to Akron, but I will set you up. You can be a part of the Summer Leadership Academy. You'll get take two college courses. And also, you said you'd like, to, like a saxophone. He got me a saxophone. He's like, I'm gonna set you up for success so then you can have not only financially successful life, but then also enjoy your life. And then with that, the only thing I want you to do is to help others come back to the University of Akron, come back to Akron, help other people, share what you've done, share how I helped you and how you can help other people. So definitely great guy. Helped me a lot and
0: is going to help a lot of other people. And Kaylin, you did a like you, you did a speech
1: or ta- taught a course for that summer leadership academy too, correct?
3: Right. Yeah. So, not the um, not the summer leadership academy, but still like the Institute for Leadership Advancement. So, um, with Jeff, uh, taught a session more like a session slash workshop, um, just advising on like career academic success, but yeah.
0: Nice, stuff, nice, man.
3: So,
1: so on that lines too, would you say that giving back and kind of philanthropy also plays a role and has an impact on your daily life?
3: Oh, for sure, man. I mean, and honestly, that starts with what well, kind of starts with Roger too. Um, just as Anthony said, like he he says that, but even like it's contagious. Like even if he doesn't say it, like. You know when you get somebody who's that selfless and who just wants to help you at first i don't know like me like coming from my background I'm not used to that so at first it's like a shocker and it's like it's almost met with the like suspicion like why, like why help me like for real like we don't even know each other like that but after that it's inspiration it's like all right i gotta pass this on so um that makes what also just like I don't know I still like in terms of what I want to get I don't have much but like growing up definitely was like you know humble beginnings like didn't have much so and I knew I had a lot like inside so just wanting to pass it on to the next group of people who got a lot to offer but don't got a lot of resources Um, but yeah definitely now starting to ramp it up with like actual scholarships and stuff. So working with Jimmy Malone, if you've heard of him, to sponsor some scholarships um, this upcoming year. He's doing this big golf tournament next month, which I'll be at. Um, And then up until now, like this will be my first scholarship. But up until now, just trying to give back through time, through, you know, speaking engagements, um, connecting with high school students, college students. doing different experiences, different workshops, different sessions. So yes, it's it's definitely a a huge part of um, my everyday journey and and what I think about for sure.
0: And I want
1: to to focus on one thing that you said there. You said when you first met Roger and had someone say, I want to help you, I want to help make your life easier. You're kind of like skeptical about it and the fact that Why are you helping me? Why do you care? But then when it actually happened and you kind of felt, felt the love almost and felt that this person's helping me and there's no reason behind it. There's no personal gain on their end. It then becomes contagious for you because it gives you a great feeling when they help you, but then it then turns to you wanting to get that same great feeling and helping others. And I think that's the beauty in all of it, how we can spread kind of the paying it forward, but, just trying to make the lives of those younger than us as easy as possible. And just being generous because it makes us feel good. And that's really all we want out of it is just a good
0: feeling.
3: Man, you you spot on like younger. I mean, it it can be like someone the same age as us or slightly older that might have a lot to offer and they need some help. Like, yeah, just just always um, looking to add value, especially if it's like, you You never know, I think like having a brand with Larry and like growing up in sports and, you know, I got two siblings, so being in a, in a family, like I've kind of been trained to be a part of things that are bigger than myself. So also thinking about like, when you're helping somebody or add value to something, like you never know how big, <laughs> They might be, or or what they're working on might become. So it's like, I don't know, the the person that you just gave a five hundred dollars scholarship to, like, you know, they might have been stressed out, and that alleviated the stress to where they could go work on their idea, which goes on to be a multi million dollar company. Like you never think of things like that, like in real time, but it's you listen to like big successful people stories, and it's always like one small instance to where they was helped. That led to like this big thing so also just always thinking about that just trying to contribute to the world contribute to again things bigger than myself and you never know like how like what your contribution might become or what it actually might mean. yeah you're absolutely right and it's it's funny to think about that one thing
1: say you gave a scholarship to someone that could have been the difference between them staying at school or having to drop out. So, one small piece of generosity could have generational impacts on, like, a line of a family, but you never think about that in the exact moment, but then maybe 30 years from now, that kid comes back to you and says, hey, because I won your scholarship, I was able to finish college, and because of that now, I have three kids that are all going to college, and I'm able to support my family. Like, that kind of stuff just gives you the chills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's
3: crazy, man, and that's, like my first time connecting with jimmy malone like that was part of the discussion is like you know i want to give back but i can't do a like a full ride or like something like super significant at the moment so you know i just want to learn more at this point and then i'll wait like some years down the line till i got like this big water money i could get back and then um i told him like he asked how much i could and then or no i don't even think he asked I just told him, and he was like, "No, like that's super help. Like that's more than helpful. Like you, like you, um, you can't imagine like the amount of kids who like just a smaller scholarship. They come back like, man, if if I didn't have that, like I would have dropped out. Like you said, Sean. So yeah, I'm always, you know, looking to help and not thinking too much on like the
0: the level of help that I can offer. Just you know, doing what I can for sure." Yeah, absolutely. And and every little bit of help
1: makes makes an impact, no matter how big or small you think your action is. So I am curious too, as we're about halfway through the year now, are you, I guess, between any of the businesses that you have or that you're working on starting right now, what are your big plans for the rest of 2023?
3: Man, um, without getting too specific into it, but wine is, is definitely like, top of my list right now, man. Um, And again, I can't get into like the specifics of what I'm working on, but definitely like 2024, be on the lookout. But um, wine is one of those things that like with millennials on like the second half and Gen X, like there's this misconception that, you know, we don't like wine, we don't enjoy wine, but all of the actual data says otherwise about our affinity for wine. And yet um, there's a a lack of a a lack of brands in the space who speaks to um, a a certain segment within our age group and even just our age group in general. Um, There's a lack of that. And there's also a lack of platforms who, who speak to the average wine consumer in a non snobbish way. So um, with me knowing that, and then also with me like having knowledge and, and resources in the wine industry from side work that I've done, like I've worked with a wine importer from Macedonia for like, I think right after I graduated college. So for like six, seven years. So um really looking to like combine on those things, my knowledge, my resources, um, me being within this age group and knowing how to speak to my peers, like trying to combine that all and, and execute. Like that's, um, so that's a specific focus. Um, with 24 carry Posse, we're looking to do more partnerships. Like we haven't even dropped a lot this year. We've more so been designing for other people so looking to do more partnerships and to tell more stories, so you'll see with like the products that we do come out with um, from our own brand in the second half of this year, it won't, it'll still be nice designs, but it'll be more so focused on um, stories and doing campaigns. And then the, the piece, the clothing will just be an asset, like under that story, under that campaign. So those are my main focuses, man, and really just, again, I can't get creative and think of ideas, but really just trying to get locked in on like two to three things. I was just having this conversation with myself the other day is like, what are some things within the next 90, the next quarter, uh, 90 days, and then especially the rest of the year, 180, that I can just lock in on and execute, get some small wins going. Cause, I don't like having a ton of ideas that makes me anxious, man. I got to like, <laughs>
1: start checking shit off. So, yeah, you got to you got to find the 20% that drives the 80% and yeah, and then just sure. stay in that niche. So, you know, sure. it's I it, I'm, I'm very excited to hear as the wine progresses too and where that goes. i because when we first started talking about that shoot probably 8 9 months ago, I I, I was blown away, not only with the knowledge that you had about it, but kind of your vision for the brand. And I think it's, I think it fits a market niche that isn't really out there.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, Just like I said, you know, there, and I don't want to say nobody, like I'm not ever the only person in the world with an idea. Like there are some, but there's not a ton of brands um, who speak to. Um, the audience I was speaking about within our age group. And again, not to share too many specifics, but got some ideas to where like, I feel like I I wouldn't try to execute if I didn't feel like it, but I feel like I could be the best in terms of brands who speak um, to our age group. So that, and then it's just fun. Like I like wine, I, I might drink something after we get off of this. So <laughs> it's also just fun. I, I like doing it, so. But That's I'm awesome, curious, man. cause like, okay. like Now, as I say, like I said, I've been following uh, you guys like on social media and stuff. I'm curious because I love what you're doing. I'm curious to see like if you have any big plans on, on this back half of the year.
1: Yeah, man, we actually, we've, we've been meeting kind of, you in know, in our weekly meetings, we kind of discuss our game plan and our next, our next goals, our next rocks through the EOS process. And we have kind of a pretty sizable project that we're planning on releasing January 1. So we're in the early planning stages and starting stages of that, but that's really going to ramp up here over the next few months. So I also can't talk a lot about that, but I think it's going to be a simple way to make an impact on a lot of people
3: dope and you, you, said a, you said something that caught my eye there EOS man EOS is clutch that's the company that I work for G&GF um, in the legal industry we operate on EOS so the, the traction meetings yeah. the boxes is it's, it's, it's clutch man I love it so you yeah, already know you got yeah, it organizes everything, everything I mean, so everybody. well yep for sure <clears throat> Yes, sir. Well, hey, as we
1: get to the end of the episode, we're going to roll through our our final four questions here that we hit every audience with. So I, I kind of asked a version of this question already, but this is going to be more so to the one thing for you personally or for you business. But for the rest
0: of 2023, what's your number one goal? A number one goal. For the rest of 2023
3: is, ah, I can't say my real number one goal, but <laughs> I'll say, um, I'll say to 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 start my wine platform. That's the number one goal. Yes, sir.
1: Awesome. And then next question: If you have one book that has had the largest impact on your life, whether it's personal development, finance mental health,
0: anything of the above, what book would that be? One book. Hmm. I would say Principles by Ray Dalio.
1: I think that's also a new one. I don't think we've heard that one before, but Principles by Ray Dalio. Very good. And then if you had to recommend one more guest that we should have on this show,
0: who should it be? Oh, man, I can only say one. can only say one? Yeah, only one. <laughs> Pick okay. your top guess. I,
3: yeah, I would recommend, um, I would say Chris Cassidy, who I can introduce you guys to, but um, he works at G&GF as well, director of client operations, but he also has a crazy side hustle, really into, into kicks, uh, 513 kicks, so. You know, he, yeah, he would fit right in with like the questions that if you guys ask me and just your purpose and the content that you deliver. So
1: I love it. Well, hey, we look forward to you connecting us with him. And then the last and most important question if our listeners want to get in contact with you, how and where can they find you?
3: Man, so um, Instagram, I'm Kaylin, K A Y L O N, 24 K P. Um, LinkedIn, Got kind of a unique name, so I'm sure if you search me, I'll come up. But Kaylin, K A Y L O N, Alexander, um, and then my website or clothing website 2424 carat k a r a t posse p o s s -S e dot com.
1: You heard it here first, folks. Check out Kaylin Alexander on Instagram, LinkedIn. Check out 24 carat posse. Wait for his next drop and get yourself some clothing. Anthony, Zach, where can our listeners find you?
2: You can find me on social media at anywhere under uh, the FLI, especially at theFLI.net. And on LinkedIn, find me under Zachary Owen with two Zs. You can
4: find me creating content also on the FLI Instagram or LinkedIn page. And if you want to contact me specifically, then just search up Anthony Johnson. It's, it sounds the way it spells. I, I reverse it, but yeah.
1: Absolutely. And you can find me pretty much on all social media platforms at SeanLacy7, and then make sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. But Caitlin, man, this was a great episode. We appreciate the value that you brought, the knowledge that you shared. And I think 2023 is continuing to trend upwards for you. And I can't wait to see where the rest of the year goes. And especially once the wine business is going, we got to have you back on the show. Man, I'll be
3: looking forward to it. And I appreciate you guys for having me on. And again, just kudos to you guys for what you're doing. The the information and the content that you're
0: delivering is super valuable. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Any final words, Anthony and Zach?
2: Thanks for your time, Kalen.
4: Thank you, Kalen. Uh, Hopefully our listeners found something useful that they can take away and start implementing in their life. Appreciate
0: you. Absolutely. Hey, well, Kaylin, we appreciate you and can't wait for the next round of On the Fly. Thank you guys for joining us tonight, and we'll see you on the next one.